just too hard to figure out or too big to handle. But you know, God is very wise and he's bigger than any problem you might have. So trust him, not just with your head, but with your heart. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path.
just love singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing story from the Bible in Living Sound. Our son. It's a son. Our son. Our son. He looks like me. Just like me. <laughs> Just so he's healthy and perfect of body is all I care. <laughs> he is. He's got to be. Affliction of a child comes as a result of sins of his parents. We have tried, with the help of God, to do right. We shall bring our son up in the way of righteousness. He will be a good boy, strong of body and mind. Our baby is blind. Wherein have we gone astray? Sinned. It is because of us our son is blind. We have sinned. And there is no hope for him. The physicians will not even try. Not when one is born blind. And the priests blame sin and refuse to try to do anything. Our son is... He is doomed to a life of blindness. Greetings, neighbor. How did you know who it was? Oh, easily. We, blind, develop our hearing and other senses more than most folk. I can tell who you are by your walk. Oh, that's a nice talking to you. Well, I see you made it here again today. I love to sit here and listen to people going to and fro. Your cheerfulness and your smile lighten up the day for me and others. See you tomorrow. How blessed people are who can see, yet they realize it not. I sit in darkness, wishing for light. Oh, <laughs> greetings, young man. How do you do, sir? Oh, you, you are blind. I was born blind, sir. Oh. Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I have great need of light, for I sit in darkness and see not. Neither does any man help me. With this clay made of spittle I anoint thine eyes. Go wash thine eyes in the pool of Siloam. The man said to wash in the pool. I know not why, but I will. I can see. See. The water. I did not realize it was so beautiful. And the temple. The city walls. The streets. And beyond the walls are the wonderful hills and mountains and valleys. And, and the sun. Glorious. I saw you here and I... You... you can see? I can see all the beauties and wonders of God's creation. But are you not... Yes, you are. You were born blind. You can see? I can see! 
Are you sure, son, that you... you... It's hard to believe. But I can see, Mother. I sat in black darkness. Now I see by the light of the sun. God's light. But how did you see, son? Did something happen? A group of men came by. One of them had a musical voice. A voice radiating love and gladness. A voice such as I have never before heard. Who was he? What did he look like? I do not know, Mother. He anointed my eyes, then bade me go wash them in the pool of Siloam. I did, and straightway I could see. When I had returned, the men were gone. So I know not what that wonderful man looks like. I heard that you can see. Yes, I can see. Oh, you, you look different. Are you sure you're the same beggar who sat blind day after day at the gate? Are you sure? Can you see? I can see. Oh, but you must not be the same man. You, you looked like well, something like he did. Only oh, your face, it's, it's radiant with health. I am he who was blind. How were thine eyes open? A man, they called him Jesus, made clay and anointed mine eyes. And he told me to go to the pool Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Oh, where is he? I know not. I think the Pharisees and rulers should know about this. It is the Sabbath, you know. I'll take you to the Pharisees. Will you go? Gladly. I will gladly tell of my wonderful healing. Lead the way. You stand in the presence of the rulers of the people, so tell only truth. Yes, sir. You, you were blind? Born blind, sir. And when was your sight restored to thee? Today, sir. Know ye not that this is the Sabbath day? I do, sir. How were you made to see? The man Jesus anointed my eyes and I washed. And do see. Uh, fellow rulers, I say that Jesus is not of God, for he keepeth not the Sabbath day. How can a man who is a sinner perform such miracles? Nicodemus, you are always in contention with the rest of the Sanhedrin. I agree with Nicodemus. How can a sinner perform the miracles Jesus does? Uh, uh, what sayest thou of the man who dost open thine eyes? Uh... Oh, he is a prophet. Captain! Captain! Yes, sir. The people have heard of the blind man's gaining his sight, and many believe it. Others believe it is not the same man. They wish the man's parents called to testify. Go at once, Captain, and bring hither the man's parents. At once, sir. And you, you wait in the antechamber. Yes, sir. <laughs> the man's parents will not testify that it was Jesus who healed their son, for they know full well that to testify for him means that they will be excommunicated. <laughs> Is your son? He is. He was born blind. Yes, your highness. Uh, how is it then that he can now see? Uh, we uh, uh, we know that this is our son, and that he was blind. Uh, but by what means he now seeth, we know not. Mm. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age. Ask him, and he shall speak for himself. Call him in. Thank you for your testimony. <laughs> Quite all right, sir. Your parents have made it clear that you were blind, but that now you see. 
Give God the praise, not Jesus, for we know he is a sinner. Whether he be sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, whereas I was blind, now I see. What did Jesus do to thee, and how did he open your eyes? I have told you already, and ye would not hear. Wherefore would ye hear if I told you again? <laughs> you are the disciple of Satan! We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spake unto Moses. As for Jesus, we know not from whence he comes. Ye say ye know not from whence came Jesus, yet he did open my eyes. Ye know full well that God does not speak through sinners. But if any man be a worshipper of God, and doeth his will, him God heareth. If Jesus were not of God, he could do nothing. You were born in sin, and yet you presume to teach us? Scribes, strike this man's name from the books of the temple! And when Jesus heard that the man had been cast out of the temple, he looked for him. Finding him, Jesus said, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? Thou hast seen him. It is he that talketh with thee. Lord, I believe and worship thee. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Oh, worship the King, And I 
voice recorder on. <clears throat> this is Kim again with my daily diary for health class. I'm supposed to say what I did today to keep healthy. Well, today I slept. No, I didn't sleep during the day because I was at school and my teachers don't like students sleeping in class. No, I didn't sleep during lunch break because today was curry rice day and I love curry rice. And no, I didn't sleep during band practice because I had a clarinet solo and my band teacher knows the difference between a clarinet and snoring. Although sometimes my clarinet sounds very much like snoring. I slept last night. I went to bed early and didn't wake up until my brother Carlos ran into the wall this morning. He does that a lot, especially when he's playing with our dog, Alexander. No one can sleep through that. Sleeping is important to my health because if I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm all tired and grouchy the next day. I can't concentrate in school and my grades go down. This makes my mom and dad upset because I'm supposed to be the smart one in the family. Carlos could be the smart one in the family if he'd stop running into walls. To make sure I get a good night's sleep, I relax in the evening and don't do stuff that would keep me awake, like eating a lot of food or exercising very hard right before I go to bed. I read a book or listen to my favorite music for a while. Then I say good night to everyone and drift off to dreamland. Oh, I love sleeping. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm going to do right now. Good night. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. you've joined me today for another story just for you. Lori's Writing Lesson by Lori Peckham. Are we finally here, I asked as we drove through the stone gate of Jordan Hollow Farm. I sure hope so, my older sister Terry mumbled. My family was taking a little vacation to the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. We would be spending three days at a 200-year-old horse farm. 
The brochure had promised lovely rooms, cozy conversations, and quiet games, walks on the farm, swimming, porch sitting, interesting people. As I stepped out of the car, I noticed the green rolling hills, big shade trees, and shiny horses grazing. The owner's wife greeted us and showed us to our rooms above the corral. I set my suitcase on the gingham bedspread and asked, Where's the pool? There's a pond about a mile from here, she responded. I frowned, so that's what the brochure meant when it talked about swimming. But you girls really ought to go horseback riding, she continued. Terry and I looked at each other. There's a ride for beginners in a few minutes, she said. Jody's really good with the horses. Soon, Terry and I found ourselves down at the stables, waiting with the other vacationers. And then a girl with a ponytail and bowed legs ambled in. She was wearing a tank top, jeans, and cowboy boots. Somehow, we knew she was Jody. All right, first thing. Everyone needs to wear one of these, she announced, holding up an equestrian helmet. Why? someone asked. Policy. Jody pointed to a sign above the rack of helmets. All riders must wear helmets. Terry and I wanted to go back to our room right then. Now we would look really stupid in all the photos. Jody took care of that problem, though. No cameras, she yelled. We heard a chorus of moans, then a pile of Nikons, iPhones, and Canons appeared on the hay. Jody ambled out to the corral, and somehow we knew we were supposed to follow her. Out there, she motioned to us one at a time and matched each rider with a horse. Terry was glad to get an old spotted horse named Hallie. At least he won't go fast, she whispered. Jody pointed at me and then a tall brown horse. I really haven't ridden much, I hesitated. Is he fast? I'd rather have an old one. Do you have a grandma horse? This horse is pregnant, Jody said, giving me a shove up onto Lady's back. And then we were on the open trail. We climbed a hill and passed by a mountain lake trimmed with wild mustard. As I listened to the clop of the horses on the road and looked at the blue mountains and the cloud-brushed air, I felt like part of the scenery. But then the problems began. Hallie tailgated the horse in front of Terry. The horse swished its tail, and Hallie reared. "'Tell her ho!' Jody yelled at Terry. "'Ho?' asked Terry timidly. Then my lady began to eat the foliage along the trail. "'Pull her away!' Jody ordered. "'Make her move! Kick her sides!' "'But she's pregnant! Kick her!' Exasperated, I did. Lady took off running. "'Stop her!' Jody screamed after me. "'How?' I shouted back. "'Why don't you push the off button?' Jody snarled, riding up and grabbing Lady's reins. After that, I felt determined to take control of my horse. She was going to obey me like my computer and my iPod. But Lady wasn't at all like them. Most of the time she obeyed, but sometimes she didn't, and I always had the uneasy feeling of dealing with a separate will. Ultimately, she would walk wherever she wanted, no matter what I said. That got me thinking about God and the freedom he gives us. If he'd created us with control keys, he could make sure we never did anything wrong or made bad decisions. But he doesn't want a robot for a friend, so he gives us the awesome gift of free choice. It's the only way to have a real relationship. The funny thing is that I still think about Lady sometimes. I wonder if her colt was born okay and if she's still stopping to eat the foliage. And if I ever get back to Jordan Hollow Farm, I wouldn't think of riding any other horse. Because now we have a relationship. 
and so do God and I. I may not always follow the right trail, but I know I want to go home with him. He's promised the best pastures and scenery. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.